I can't actually even explain it. Very old friends. No, I wouldn't say friends, Dolores. I wouldn't say that at all. Financial matters are kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. No matter what stage of life, whether you're a millennial, whether you're Gen X, whether you're in retirement. Jay's Corner is the name of the YouTube channel as well as the name of the newsletter. You know, I know it's natural that people shake their heads and say, well, you know, it shouldn't be this way or I don't understand why it has to be so complicated. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that that's not, that, that's a different channel. That's a different topic. That's a different discussion entirely. I'm not out here trying to cast judgment on your individual jigsaw puzzle, how pieces fit or don't. What I do know is the amount of noise that you're hit with is incredible. This is the world that we have. Let's try to do the best with the rules as given. Jay's Corner is here to help. Westworld returns this evening. If you think the stuff that I'm talking about is confusing, it's got nothing on Westworld. Or that or maybe we are actually living in uh, you know, a real life version of Westworld. So many headlines, so many fragments of information. It is understandably very, very difficult to pick out what is newsworthy and what is distortion. So let's just start with the Supreme Court. Uh, I'm not going to address the ruling of the other day, the, the headline ruling, okay? Uh, I would say, however, that if certain medical procedures are no longer lawful in certain locations and there's insurance which covers something which is no longer lawful seems to me that the premium should be lower right because the carrier is no longer going to provide the payout and benefits for that particular procedure Again, I'm not going to weigh in on the value judgment on whether or not that was a good decision or not. Sharing the opinion is going to, you know, just literally distract people from keeping their wits about themselves as I explain what is actually going on on these different topics. That's the reason. The Supreme Court actually actually ruled on two additional issues this past over the past couple of weeks. The first one that <clears throat> rejects United Healthcare United Healthcare appeal of Medicare Advantage overpayment rule. So, what this basically is, in a nutshell, is the fact is that the CMS has the right to audit, and if they find that the carriers have overcharged, they have the right to claw back the payments. So. I don't usually share my opinion, but here is my opinion here in a very unusual circumstance. We completely agree with this ability by the CMS. I'm sorry. Uh, and the reason is that there is going to be controversy around Medicare Advantage. It is too big to avoid controversy. Forty. 40, 50% 
of people on Medicare Advantage in some form or fashion. Now, here, under a very good, well, overall, a well-written article, good explanation, is this. Kaiser analysis determined the Medicare Advantage cost the government 321 per person than in a traditional Medicare, adding $7 billion in spending. This is only a partial explanation. And by partial, that is the same thing as incomplete. And another way of saying incomplete is wrong. The reason is that what this, both the Kaiser Family Foundation and this particular blog eliminate the fact that all Medicare Advantage have an additional feature, which is to cap the out-of-pocket maximum expenses for policy owners. So this analysis here, which I have read, and, you know, these, these studies, they're not hiding what they've done, okay? What this correct, if this particular analysis was done correctly and completely, they would have also figured in what the option value of the fact there's an out-of-pocket maximum would be. That doesn't exist in this analysis. And, and there's your issue, right? I mean, they've left out the key feature for me in, not surprisingly, this book, right? And in my videos on Medicare Advantage, Medigap, comparing them, what the thing is, and my explanations, et cetera, et cetera, in the, in the media, have all been about the fact that, you know, people want to throw a rock at Medicare Advantage. I get it. People want to say it's wasteful. They're denying services, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. And, you know, on an individual case-by-case -case basis, could those all be true? The answer is yes. Could there be upcoding? The answer is yes. In fact, there is evidence that there is upcoding. And why? Because if you take a look, you will find Medicare Advantage Carrier settles with the CMS. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. Right? Settles without admitting wrongdoing. It is enough smoke to suggest that there is a fire. Okay. And like, like I said, I'm not going to throw a rock at a particular carrier. Go ahead and Look out for that on Google. That detracts away from the point. But my point here is that, you know, this Kaiser Family Foundation analysis is incomplete. Therefore, this number here is then incomplete, right? Because the Medicare Advantage plan, by having the out-of-pocket maximum, right, in fact, would, of course, cost them the government more. Of course it does. You could say that that is unfairly benefiting Medicare Advantage carriers compared or Medicare Advantage policy owners compared to Medigap policy owners. That Medigap policy owners, that's part of their premium. That instead under Medicare Advantage, that's being footed by the federal government. Yeah, you could state that in theory. In fact, you know, beyond today, there is actually a study out over the recent past saying, okay, what if original Medicare, base case Medicare within Part A and B had an out-of-pocket maximum limit? 
uh, I think that that is operationally very, very difficult to implement to, because part of the reason that Medicare is complicated is because of the different pots of the budget where the money comes from. Part A comes from a different payments come from a different pot than Part B and Part D, where there's the discretionary budget portion, right? And way deep in the weeds here is if you want to untangle everything, you've got to untangle everything at once. You don't get to like, you know, cherry pick. Well, where's the money going to come from? And I think that mechanically, operationally, that become too difficult. It is. So what happens here is the United Healthcare tried to appeal the fact that there is a clawback from the federal government. And basically, the Supreme Court said, tough rocks. And I'd agree with this, because I need a way to draw the line on, and it's not United Healthcare, right? But on Medicare Advantage carriers as a whole. Because if they're overcharging, number one, that's U.S. tax dollars. And number two, I need a warning shot for deterrent purposes, right? You know, sometimes you, you know, when you're like a seven-year-old child, you get grounded or you, you got some privilege taken away. Part of it was not only for that specific incident, right? But also for the, its deterrent effect for the future. In fact, if anything, if, and, and no one's calling me, right? Which is that they want me to help fix Medicare Advantage, if you will, or improve Medicare Advantage. One of mine would be just one strike policy, which is if you're overbilling as a result of systematically risk coding higher, something which is charged on multiple occasions, right? Raise the HHS of Inspector General in September raised concern about risk adjustment payments in the Medicare Advantage program that can make beneficiaries appear sicker and increase inappropriate charges. So this is the allowance, right, that the federal government gives to the Medicare Advantage carrier for every policy owner. Mr. Sickalot is an owner. Guess what? The federal government pays the Medicare Advantage carrier more to take care of Mr. Sickalot. Let's say, however, it's Mr. He's actually Mr. Perfect, and the carrier states that's Mr. Sickalot. Well, they get extra money that they are likely not to spend, and that's the, that can be a possible overpayment. This raised concerns is whether or not this is systematically true. Do I think it's systematically true? I have no comment except to say that the profit motive and the interactions across all the different parts of the healthcare system make this a very powerful, powerful profit incentive. And as a result, one way to combat that is to simply say, if you're violating it, you're closed. Immediately. Closed. I need a deterrent strong enough to be able to shut this prospect of that type of activity down. It's already profitable. It's thin margin, right? Three to 5%, three to 5%, right? Is there a projection here per uh, on the policy group as a whole? So this is not, 
you know, 25% profit margin that, you know, Apple gets. So that's headline number one. Uh, headline number two is here, which is dialysis. So Supreme Court sides with health plan over dialysis. So, you know, um, this is a pretty complicated matter. The reason for this in today's segment is the fact that you can, if you are a dialysis patient, then you can qualify Medicare prior to 65. Deep in the weeds here in this book, right, is the fact that what is a different regulation today is the fact that if you are a dialysis patient with ESRD, you do have the right to Medicare and more importantly, you have the access to Medicare Advantage. This was not the case in the past. You had to slide into Medicare Advantage through a very, very small hidden side door. It did exist. It does exist. But now they may just made that the front door. I do think that it's important for people to look at this and using Medicare as primary. Because if you couple that with Medicare Advantage at the minimum, then at least you're, you've got to pay, for example, out of network, right? Because what, is, what the dialysis providers have done is they've just not signed up for any, they've not signed up for Medicare Advantage carriers as in-network providers. However, since they take federal Medicare, the PPO can make it that you are responsible for X percent, which is the out-of-network percentage coinsurance, up to the out-of-pocket maximum. So now you understand the first segment, and you can now understand why I'm not in the camp of saying never Medicare Advantage. No, I wouldn't. Some people don't have the money to pay for the premium of Medigap times 12. Some people don't, and especially an ESRD patient, because the fact is that in many states, you can't buy Medigap and be an ESRD unless you are turning 65 or that the cost is so exorbitant that you cannot, that it exceeds by thousands of dollars what would be the out-of-pocket maximum on Medicare Advantage. So pretty deep in the weeds here. There's a reason for, you know, the contact information. You know, it's pretty bad marketing by me. I don't even have my email up there, which is, you know, ludicrous, of course. Info at gh2benefits.com, everyone. Info at gh2benefits.com. If you have further questions or comments, you can leave them. Please hit like, etc. And most importantly, up on the Substack. stack. Uh, we, we do have one more. So now into the general public. This headline here, uh, this, maybe people didn't see this, maybe they did, I'm not sure. This is, this should not be a surprise. This, this should absolutely not be a surprise. If I had to name a single most, no, two most complicated businesses I could possibly name, highly irrational businesses. One would be traditional book publishing and number two, is pharmaceutical distribution. And yours truly is unfortunately in the crossfire of both. 
Uh, I don't know. Don't don't get me wrong. I you know have have enough self loathing you know when, when the camera is off to you know say how'd I get into this mess. Point of of here is underlying fact. Part of the reason that part D. Part of the reason that, uh, you know, part B as well in terms of, for example, the prescription for Alzheimer's that is so complicated is because the pharmaceutical distribution is so, there are so many parties. There are so many parties. When I had the Maximize Your Medicare newsletter, which is now Jay's Corner, I had pleaded for Amazon to get involved in the pharmacy in the pharmacy business. And the reason is I need to cut out all the different parties who don't really add economic value. And that's basically what Mark Cuban's doing here, right? We don't need to know tons of things to in order to understand that this is very possibly true. Right? that could I cut down on the number, on the amount of out-of-pocket costs for, for persons? Yes, there's no question about it. Why? We need to cut down the number of middle people in here. Right? The web is so complicated when it comes to prescription distributions. Prescription distribution. The carriers are making tons of money on something called, you know, Pharmacy benefit management, distribution, you know, prior authorizations, quantity limits. There are reasons for, I'm not going to call them irrational reasons. I'm just, but for example, if you're a skilled nursing facility, my, my pet peeve is if you're a skilled nursing facility and you're receiving prescriptions, you're getting it from a specialty benefit pharmacy. And that specialty pharmacy, while saying that they're working with your Part D or working with your Medicare Advantage carrier and plan, they're overriding it with their own specific costs, which is why, just let's call it metformin, right? So you may know that metformin in certain pharmacies has been free in the past, entirely free, zero, zero dollars, right? Because they want you to go in there and buy potato chips. Don't buy candy bars, you're diabetic, but... Can't eat, you know, three bags for $5 of family size, you know, which is like crazy. But anyway, <laughs> it's crazy because I could eat all three bags at one sitting. Anyway, really what I'm saying here is, is that even if metformin were zero, when you're in a skilled nursing facility setting, your, your copayment is almost certainly not zero. Right, because it's got to be bubble wrapped and regulated. Again, there are reasons for the, the amount of regulation and for a charge due to the regulations on multiple parties. That part is beyond dispute. That said, whether or not you necessarily have to pay to that degree, and when you multiply by 65 million people on Medicare, you're going to get to billions of dollars. Quick. I hope you liked today's video. If you have, please be sure to hit the like and subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you can be told anytime a new video shows up.